I'm Jocelyn Ponciano. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And this is that good old Disney podcast. Hi, Sam. Hello, Josie. What are we talking about today? So today we're talking about the animator strike of 1941. I didn't know about this until we were planning and you had suggested this. And I was like, what? Things weren't always perfect at Disney. (laughs) Things were not always perfect at Disney. Um, I'm actually very surprised that like, it is not a popular thing. When I was researching more on this, not a lot of coverage, surprisingly. But um, yeah, let's just jump right into this. Uh, beforehand, yeah. I think, you know, everyone needs to know what was happening before the actual strike. So following the Great Depression, everyone was kind of in an economic, like, unease. Like, no one was really sure of anything, which led to the rise of the labor unions in, like, all over the U.S. Um, one of these included the Screen Actors Guild, uh, formed in 1933, and this was specifically for the motion picture industry. Now, jumping forward a little bit in 1937... We have uh, Fletcher Studios uh, was the first studio to go on strike. Now, if you don't know who Max Fletcher is, um, he's the creator of Betty Boop. Oh. So he actually fired 15 employees that were part of the American Art Union. So this led to like the first strike, you could say. This was the, the start of it. So this is with the Fletcher... Max Fletcher, yeah. Company. Yeah, so Fletcher okay. Studios, these were the they were the first one to go on strike. So he fired them because they were part of a union? Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, today that wouldn't fly. No. <laughs> and I guess it barely flew then. Yeah, it did it. Uh, I mean, 15 employees that were all part of, you know, it was pretty on the nose on why they were getting fired. But that led to yeah. the Screen Cartoonist Guild in 1938, uh, led by Herbert Sorrell. Now, Sorrell had... Uh, he got a lot of other production studios to go under this, uh, one of them including MGM. Um, if you don't know who MGM is, it's the lion <laughs> that you see in most uh, intros. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so he was, um, Sorrel was going around asking, you know, each production, like, to join the union. And he eventually got mm-hmm. to uh, Leon Schlinsinger. I'm going to butcher that last name a lot. Um, and he, uh, if you're not familiar with him as well, he produced the Looney Tunes. Oh, names. <laughs> names. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm trying to, like, mention yeah. like oh this is Betty Boop this is Looney Tunes so you can have like kind of like a oh yeah yeah, yeah I do know <laughs> but um yeah he was very like I don't want to join the union and um he I think he tried to organize a lockdown and that didn't fly at all <laughs> um they went immediately on strike oh and um yeah they were like no we're not going to and but he gave in he gave in pretty quick ah. into um giving I think it only lasted maybe less than three days of a strike yeah, no, he, he was just like, oh, yep, nope, not dealing with this. But um, Schoensinger, he actually kind of threw Disney under the bus and was like, what about Disney? Oh, wow. Like, he literally did that. He literally was like, what about... Wait, like, you mean, you mean, like, uh, why isn't he having these problems? Or, like, is he gonna... Kind of like, why isn't he in the union? Oh, because they weren't... Yeah, why isn't he part of the guild? Oh, yeah, okay. he literally was just like, well, if I'm here, you better get Disney here. And I was like, ooh, oh, yeah. Boy. And um, to find reference, I mean, like, the Disney artists, like, studio were, like, the best paid and were in the best conditions of any, like, film industry at the time. Yeah. Like, Disney treated his, uh, I mean, there weren't Imagineers back then, but, um, you know, his animators, everyone, like, in the best conditions possible. And, I mean, one of the, like, cool things about that was, like, in the early days of the company, um, 20% 
of the profits from like their cartoons and their shorts and stuff would go directly into the um, employees like as bonuses. So 20% of the income that the uh, cartoons made went right back to the employees. But mm-hmm. that stopped in like 1936. And um, this is still Disney. This is, this is this Disney. Is Disney. Yeah, but I think it only lasted like maybe two years ago when the studio started. Okay. And then stopped like right before Snow White. <laughs> uh, what? So right when they started making a bunch of money? <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> well, that was what I was say because I, I brought this up during our Snow White episode um, that Walt Disney started having like, uh, it was like a $5 gag policy. So if you, you bring, if you come up with a good enough gag that gets put in the movie, he'll give you money. And so like, uh, uh, Ward Kimball, I think, was one of them. Who he came up with the one of like the dwarves, like they're peeking their heads, their noses are popping off, popping up over the bed where Snow White's sleeping, and that he said he got like I think ten bucks for or something like that. So like, uh huh, yeah, he still yeah. kept that practice of like, oh, you know, throw a little money here for you, yeah, and um, that's actually like where I'm leading to. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you're good. No, because, um, okay, so Ash Snow White, that led to, um, we mentioned before, the Burbank Studio in 1939. And so this studio came packed with like, a lot of like amenities. <laughs> um, you had like a gym, restaurants, like sleeping quarters. And um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty uh, loaded. <laughs> it was a, uh, yeah. but what happened with that now is that it came kind of with the hierarchy and there was a lot of segregation between like, animators and editors and oh. like it was really weird that everyone had their own quarters and the top animators and stuff had like the nicer offices and certain things and it was only the highest paid um people who got the privileges of like the gym and the um the restaurants and stuff like that so people were uh because because i can understand like because i can understand that you know the animators are probably like a couple of the animators or the couple of the editors are probably, you know, they're spending time with these people. They are probably hanging out with these people more and, you know, eating lunch with them more like that. I can, that makes sense. Or even like the animators who have been there longest, like I can understand why they've been, there might be getting paid more or have it all. Like some of it sounds pretty typical and mm-hmm. some of it sounds that sounds ridiculous that they wouldn't all have. I get maybe the office, but why would they not all have access to that stuff? Yeah, that's where it kind of gets, that is where it kind of gets like, um, hmm. Yeah. And, um, so obviously Pinocchio and Fantasia did not do the best when released. They basically tanked. And, I mean, World War Two. Yeah. I was like, you can't really get. Kind of a issue. <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah. And so this led to a bunch of layoffs. Yeah. Obviously they, they, they didn't have, the money that they were um, getting originally. And I think the main thing to point out here is that Walt rarely had any say in this on who got laid off or why they got laid off. It was all like, you know, other people, the studio in general, mm-hmm. unless you were like at the top of the top. Walt didn't know who was getting laid off or not. He didn't have really a say. So it was nothing personal. Okay, because he was so high up. Yeah, Walt was, yeah, Walt was just like, unless you're like one of yeah. the top, I'm not going to really have a say in this. But um, yeah, so... This led to, again, like we were just mentioning of certain like perks of like the restaurants and the gym and things. Um, There was a huge pay structure. Like it was out of whack. You were getting top paid animators who were getting maybe like 300, like 200 to 300 Mm -hmm. a week. And people who were getting $12 a week. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, uh, no, that's no. Yeah. Like a hundred. Yeah. Twelve. Like, like imagine, you know, and th- this is also <laughs> important thing to like point out where like these were not necessarily people who were making huge contributions, but they were part of the studio. And this is where like that conversation with Walt has, because he has his own ideals on that. And we'll get to that in a sec. Um, yeah. So yeah. everyone making the $12, obviously, um, they start this, this starts the uh, Screen Cartoonist Guild. They joined the Screen Cartoonist Guild and Art Rabbit, or Babbitt, sorry. So Art Babbitt, I don't know if you're familiar with his name, Sam. I think I, I saw his name when I was doing like a tiny bit of research. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was one of the highest paid animators at the time. And um, he joined the yeah. guild. He was in support of the lower paid, um, I guess, employees. He was really sympathetic, but also because he had a very outward hatred for Walt. Oh, boy. Yeah, he, he, everyone knew that he did not like Walt Disney, which is, I mean, interesting. But it goes to show, like, you know, it, it's skill, not yeah. who you like or dislike. What was it specifically that he didn't, was just personality, or we do, is it just, do you not know? I don't know. No, th- he just didn't like Walt. <laughs> but he was very outward with it. All right. Um, now this, yeah, this, Walt was oblivious to anyone complaining. He was just like, he had no clue. Um, he thought of the studio as a family. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we talk about the Lipton Dragon, you kind of see that kind of community of just like, oh, you know, like, mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone, everyone's super friendly and stuff. But um, he does go and say, uh, some people did deserve these perks. And that's where Walt starts the whole foot in the mouth type of situation, where he does believe if you're putting in more of the work, you deserve more out of just respect. Uh, and- yeah. I can understand that to a degree, but I think the bigger issue is not even just the perks. It is getting $12 when other people are making like well over $100 more. Yeah. Like, I Because isn't that more important than the perks? No. <laughs> really? You, you would rather be making less but have access to a gym? Well, my standards are very low. <laughs> no. I mean, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I would go to the gym. Maybe. I'd like, I would like the option, but I feel like I'd rather make more money. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Like, there yeah. is that. But I, mean, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. <laughs> like, are you saying? I was like, no, Sam, I would do anything for this new company. Hi, just the people, please hire. But, um, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> there is, again, to a certain degree, I also agree with Walt, where it's like, if you're not putting in that kind of extra stuff that the Disney company really thrived on, you shouldn't be, you know, as rewarded. But at the same time, it's like, there's a human decency. I think I agree. If they were making $100 and someone making $300, i would be like, all yeah. right, you know, get over it. But this is a huge, That's like, ridiculous. Hi- it's a ridiculous that amount. Is like, so. That is, like, slightly more than, like, a kid's allowance. Yeah. I mean, he did go on to say that, like, Today. those, you know, like, he provided sleeping quarters for them so that they never had to leave. But I was kind of just like, that still benefits you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be us. Like, I mean, were they decent sleeping quarters? Like... They were nice. It was kind of like the hotel situation. But, um... Oh. Yeah, but no. <laughs> not enough to, again, yeah. make up for everyone else getting so much more. And then being paid more. So, so this is where Sorel gets uh, involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he confronts Walt aggressively, I may add. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, it, it was a point in all the research that I made that he went up to Walt aggressively. <laughs> And um, oh, God. yeah, everyone like they use aggressive 
to describe that. So I was like, all right, I will make it a point yeah. as well. Um, obviously, Walt refused. So mm-hmm. he kind of basically said, this is my studio. I see I can run my studio as I see fit. And again, to a degree. <laughs> like, that's it not was... helping the, I mean, yes, but that's not really helping the situation. Yeah, so um, things only get worse. So in uh, February of 1941, um, Walt makes a speech. And this was not the best move on his part. Oh, boy. That's... Yeah. Oh, okay. You can find the speech online. But um, to sum it up, basically, he encouraged the hierarchy. And he basically told them to stop complaining and work harder so that you can be part of that hierarchy. I mean, yeah, that is how companies work. But yes, <laughs> if people are getting paid, I'm more thinking because the sleeping quarters, I'm thinking about the sleeping quarters because those are not like, it's not just like, I don't want to go home. That's probably if they're trying to make a deadline, they're working all night. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. You know, they, like, they can go take a, that's what that's for. So I'm more thinking of, that'd be frustrating of someone who's making $200 and can go and be like, okay, I'm going to go take, like, a hour nap or whatever. And there's somebody who's also there who has to also, be, he's on the same team, has to make the same yeah. deadline, and is making way less and is not given that luxury that's ridiculous i i understand the idea of a hierarchy because that is how companies work you you work hard you get responsibility you get there are certain perks or benefits of of moving forward that that's how most companies are but the bottom line is like it it, and i understand that yeah certain Mm -hmm. I, again, I can understand to like a degree, like people that have he's been working with that have been with him since the beginning are probably way have more making more money and are much higher up in the hierarchy than newer people, but they should still be I feel like the first thing is they should be paid respectably more. And some of the like I think this I think it's the sleeping quarters one that's really like tripping me up because that one seems I feel like that one, if depending on like a deadline, that one would be more in use. Like I feel like someone would be more yeah. like, I need that as opposed to the gym or even a restaurant. Yeah, but then again, it's still like in that vein. It's like it's still in favor of Disney because it's like, oh, you can just be here a lot sooner than if you just went home and like you know you can work later hours and start even earlier. That's basically that's sounding like a Mr. Krabs. Very situation. yeah, it is. So um, he made that speech. <laughs> If I slip, wait, I, he slipped on water. I would sell him. <laughs> would I get the Krabby Patty formula? <laughs> yeah, sure. My leg. <laughs> My leg. <laughs> I think that was a different guy, but yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's literally what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so this naturally sparked outrage immediately. Um, a lot of people were very angry at yeah. Walt after his speech. Yeah. Um, and Babbitt, again, he's the one who hates mm-hmm. Walt. Um, goes and becomes a leader to the union. <laughs> and yeah. Walt sees this as the biggest betrayal. You're surprised that this person that hates you is starting like a coup essentially <laughs> to like, none of that sounds surprising. Yeah. I think it's more of in the vein of just like, where is this coming <laughs> from? What? 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he is one of Walt's top paid animators. So I think in that vein, it's kind of like, what did you have to complain about? Like, this guy must really, Art Babbitt must have really loved his job, though, because if he hated Disney this much, I'm surprised he yeah. stuck around to this point. Did he, was he one of the people that had the perks? Yeah. Oh my God, that's so nice. So he had the perk and he left. That's. Yeah, no, he, he was extremely sympathetic to everyone um, below him in a way, in a sense. And. That is really nice. Did the most to like help what's about to happen. <laughs> so. um Yeah. In May 1941, Walt fired Babbitt. And that sparked mm-hmm. everything. Literally the next day, May 29th, 1941, yeah. 200 employees went on strike. Whoa. I would give a low whistle, but I can't whistle. But whoa. <laughs> Imagine everyone Sam's low whistle. But yeah. And this was also mid production oh, of Dumbo. Man. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So wait, this was 41? Yeah. How many, do, do you know, like, roughly how many employees were there total? Oh, like, regardless of the strike, I only want to say no less than, oh, sorry, yeah. It was definitely under 500 employees. And it was over 200. So 200, okay. Because I... So I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but they were on strike, I believe, for what, five weeks? Mm-hmm. When did Dumbo come out? Uh, I know Dumbo comes out 41, mm-hmm. but... Uh, let me see real quick. Good question. It probably came out, like, I'm assuming, I'm guessing, like, that spring or that summer. I'm guessing. I don't remember the date. Oh, no, it released on October, in October of 1941. Oh! But... Yeah. But oh, there's, okay. I mean, going on that, there is like a little jab, and Walt did this on purpose. Um, in the movie. Um, in the movie? Do you remember the clowns who are marching to oh. go tell the boss to give them more money? <laughs> there, there's a little bit in Dumbo where you see all these, like, you know, the, the clowns <laughs> marching, and that's supposed to be a jab at the protesters. Oh. Yeah. That more things are called for being that. These people probably eventually went back, and then he's kind of making fun of, mm-hmm. like, that's... But literally, as this is happening, he's telling the animators who stayed, hey, animate this real quick. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> like, Walt's a little petty. Yeah. But um, in his in his mind, he, he didn't see anything wrong with it. He really didn't understand what the problem was. And, yeah, so... They went on strike. It did last five yeah. weeks. Amongst these five weeks, he they got a lot of supporters. So a lot of studios were supporting them, along with like Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers was one of like their main um, supporters who came out and did the strike with them. There was other uh, companies I can't remember the name, but they actually like brought their own cars and blocked like entrance to the Disney Studios, so that those who were still going to work couldn't get into work. It was well. That's not fair to those people. It's not. But- <laughs> But also, because when people, sometimes when people don't go on strike, it's, I mean, there's a variety of reasons, but sometimes it's yeah. like they can't afford to. You know, like, it's, they would rather keep, even though they're not making much, they'd rather keep what they have than risk, like, than gamble. So, I... Yeah, but this was more on Disney. Yeah. 
yeah, then, yeah. So I'm just picturing people like out front, like trying to get in, like, or Walt Disney trying to get in, and people are just like stepping in front. Like, every time he takes a step to the right, they take a step, you know, like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So, um, towards the end, like four weeks into the strike, Disney and Nelson Rockefeller, um, Rockefeller suggests, hey, why don't you go on this Goodwill tour to Latin America? And Disney steps, you know, he gets out of, like, the limelight of this strike and things cool down. Because he's not, you know, saying anything else and kind of lighting the fire. So that's funny because I I know a little bit about that. that, that good, it's the <clears throat> Goodwill tour. And he part of the reason this happens is because it's, again, during World War II and the government wants him to go because they're worried of they they think he will kind of like unite the americas because they don't want like because like you know nazi sympathy is was kind of starting to reach south america so they like sent him as a way to kind of to unite them as opposed to having them join you know side with the germans and i find that so i and he apparently only he didn't want to go I think I don't remember exactly the reason. Let me look it up. He eventually he said he because he did. I don't think he felt comfortable with the whole thing because he didn't feel that he was the right person for it. But then he then um, they were like, "Oh, you could also do research and get ideas for films." And then he went. So I more find it funny and that it didn't. Uh, it yeah. I don't. Th- it didn't really. Uh, it was was during this time, but the article more focuses on that side of it as opposed to the animators strike side of it. Yeah, but that's just one yeah, article. No, like, yeah, that's but that's like that's the case for many most people. Like during the time, they're just like, oh, and this is when Disney went on his Goodwill tour, and we're just like in the middle of a strike because you know not a lot of people mention it. And um, I mean, so this I feel like he would have gone on that tour. I mean, he probably would have gone anyway. It was just, I want to, I mean, it was perfect timing, ill timing. I mean, it just happened during, I don't know. I would like to give him the benefit that he would have gone anyway, but it did help the strike that he did go, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, help the strike it did. Everyone cooled down. The studio handled it on its own, where, of course, they sympathized with everything. Yeah. And they agreed to join the union, and Disney has been part of the union ever since. Yay! Yay! Yeah, and that's that's it for the animators' strike. Um, it, I mean, there's a lot of mixed opinions. Again, it sounded more like he just wasn't seeing. He probably spent more time with the top animators, so he wasn't seeing the whole picture. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he was, you know, I mean, again, he was CEO, so he's above the animators but like he probably could grab lunch with these people and and uh go to the gym like he was he of course because he owns the company also gets to enjoy these perks he probably wasn't thinking about the whole what's really going on is that people are not being paid enough and they're not getting the respect that they should um was there any i mean what was his like do do you have any like do you know anything about like what his thoughts on this were like after 
or did it just like we just they just kind of continued on and um move forward they just continued on um i do know that babbitt got um rehired oh he must have been uh, that good he he was very good um <laughs> well i know i'm saying what in particular did babbitt um he work on because i'm surprised if he went back he must have a really loved his job or you know the fact that he hates mm. his boss it really shows like that he must have really loved the people he worked with or yeah so he you know worked on i guess snow white pinocchio fantasia uh dumbo and i guess fun and fancy free i guess were his top ones um I just find that I just find that funny that he hated him so much yet he not only kept working with him he got fired and then went back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no company was going to pay him like the most. Like I mean, again, everyone's yeah. got to remember Disney was still the best conditions any film industry could be under. So even so it's not like the people, sorry I cut you off, but sorry, it's not like the people that are making $12 a week are in like horrid, horrid conditions. They're just underpaid. Yeah. They're just underpaid. And I mean, it's still a big thing, but yes, <laughs> it's yes. still a big thing. But yeah, like, I mean, you weren't in, you know, a sweatshop drawing all hours of the day for pennies. Yeah. You, you were in a very nice office <laughs> working for pennies. Um, that joke. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, no, I know you like, uh, yeah, it was a it where it was a good job. It was just there was a hierarchy issue. Yeah, it was the better end of just a bad stick. A situation <laughs> that was much worse in other places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like the thing again with Disney. Yeah, um, afterwards Disney didn't really have anything to say. He kind of moved on. He was just like, we're just gonna do this now. Um, he was still very. I think the whole um, five dollars for a gag was still his way of kind of like showing these people respect. Uh, of like oh you know you did good and he, that's what he really believed in and yeah. if, if you go back to his speech again a very very um bad speech but he does also mention like out of respect for these people yeah. i wanted to do this for them which is like understandable but you couldn't you know like do that in place of the other it's like i can kind of understand it from his perspective but he's not looking at it the whole he's not looking yeah. at the whole picture yeah well he also mentions like um how like he's been through hardship like this thing like has been almost you know not working and working like so many times and it's fair that is the case you know when we talked about walt in his early days he's gone through so much to just try and get to where he is right then and there in 1941 so he just he you know he's just like i don't understand why people can have this mentality but at the same yeah time, it's like they didn't go through what you did walt <laughs> and it's actually uh it's ironic because during this time uh this is actually our next episode. The Reluctant Dragon came out and a lot of the, it's showing, it was showing Disney as like, kind of like a little bit of like a haven. Like everyone's like one big happy family kind of thing. <laughs> and it's very ironic that there's a strike going on yeah, during all this. I think this. we mentioned in The Reluctant Dragon, like the people that we see who are supposedly these animators are actors, aren't even the actual animators just because of the strike. Yeah, but I'm more curious, like, because there were, 
I mean, and again, we we mentioned let's we'll just we recorded Reluctant Dragon already, and that is our next episode. So let's just because I was trying to dance <laughs> around like acting like we haven't recorded it, but um, in that one we we mentioned how uh people would stand outside of like people who were on strike would stand outside of the movie theaters that was playing the Reluctant, Reluctant Dragon, holding up signs like uh I think there was one of uh it was Disney as the dragon. It said the reluctant Disney because he's not, you know, giving in. And I, I more just find it. So the strike took place when the movie was released or the strike took place while the movie was being made. Like what, what were the dates of the strike exactly? I think you might've mentioned it, but. Yeah. The strike happened May 29th. Oh, so. Of 1941. Okay, so this was right before the movie came out, not while they were making the movie. It's just more ironic that most of these animators were actors, because then it makes it seem like they didn't have... Well, we don't have actual animators, we'll just hire fake ones. Mm-hmm. Which I guess was not the case. That is... That's interesting. I did not know... I had never heard of the animator strike until you first brought it up, but... Yeah. No, if I mean, it's weird that there's more images than there is actual like news outlets on this. Um, yeah, because if you just Google, you know, Disney Animator Strike, um, you get most of like the clever posters and, um, that we talk yeah, about. Like yeah. right now, I'm saying, like again, we mentioned the Pinocchio's No Strings on Me, and um, yeah, which I just find super funny because it's like at the time it makes perfect sense. Yeah, they're making reference to the movies that they helped work on, and they didn't get the payment they deserved. Whereas, like, as opposed to, it's not, like, making a pop culture reference. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like, that's a studio, that is the studio that they worked for. It makes perfect sense that it's Disney. It's just funny to think of Disney-themed strike posters. But this was for the Disney company, so of course they're going to be Disney-themed. They're going to be Disney puns. Mm -hmm. Oh, 700. There you go. I said 500, but it's 700 employees. Um, And... Over 200 went on strike. Yeah, so uh, closer to 300 than 200, but yeah. Still a huge margin of those. A third of the company. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah. And, um, was it solely animator? It was solely animators that went on strike? I don't believe so. I think it was majority animators, but just anyone who yes. fell under the whole $12. <laughs> yeah. Not getting and, I mean, they had a lot of supporters. Yeah. There were, like, apart from Babbitt, there were high-paid animators who also went to go and join the strike just out of like solidarity yeah and um yeah i'm just going through these posters these are so funny there's snow white and 700 dwarfs which is a reference to yeah there's the seven dwarves yeah and then there's uh are we mice or men um some of these get pretty they're kind of funny some of these get pretty serious (laughs) oh oh boy yeah but they're referenced as the unsung heroes of Disney, because you know they did get a union, and that's really important. They, I'm, I'm glad they did yeah. eventually get what that was good. deserved. Oh well, but that's all for yeah, that's all for the Iron Strike. Interesting. <laughs> and now on to yeah, on to our Disney news. Um, I think we've, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. Like Disney World has opened up and <laughs> and shut down. <laughs> Wait, did it shut down? Yeah. It did? Uh, I think as of now. Okay, so Walt Disney World, I believe, is still open. Um, Downtown Disney 
it's still open. They just opened by the time this is released, maybe for a few weeks now. But um, two months prior, I think, was it Shanghai? Or they had opened. And they have been open for now like two months. Yeah. And they are now officially closed again after cases and COVID have risen back up. All of these states are... I mean, I know that's not a state. That's another. That's in another country. But I mean, all of everyone just like reopening too soon, and I, I, I mean, we all kind of knew. Yeah, we open, we open too soon. We're just gonna go right back into lockdown. Yeah. So I like my. Yeah. I can't imagine. Um. Well, Disney for sure in Anaheim, California will not be opening anytime soon. Um. As of California, yeah. Well, California Good. again. It shouldn't has now been statewide put into a mass lockdown we're not quarantined so far we mandated the shutdowns of restaurants bars malls shopping centers so downtown disney actually have no idea it might already be uh closed just because of uh our governor only had just said this by the time that you're hearing this it's been a few weeks so i'm sure it's not open anymore um i (laughs) right before we went into shelter in place so i was i might have mentioned this in a different episode I was supposed to go to Japan in April and on it was like St. Patrick's Day weekend. I was hanging out with the friends that I was going to be going on this trip with. And I had come to the decision that I did not really feel comfortable going on this trip anymore. And my parents were even kind of like, you know, you have a ton of anxiety. You already have anxiety when you're traveling, just regularly traveling out of the country while there is a potential if this was pre, this was still, it might go turn into a pandemic. It wasn't a pandemic yet. They're like, you're, this is just not going to be yeah. the best. And they're like, you're going to be nervous the whole time about getting, if you're going to be able to get back in, like, it's not worth it. And I, I told my friends and I, I will agree with them. I could have handled it better because I should have just said, texted them and said, Hey, we got to talk, which I don't like doing. Cause I don't like when people preface <laughs> a conversation with me. So I don't do it with yeah. other people because to me, that sounds like bad news. And so, and not always, but this case it was, well, I didn't preface it. And we then had a long talk and the, the, and the whole gist of it was, you know, a lot can happen in two weeks. Within two days, we went into shelter in place. <laughs> and I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to go anywhere. I told you so. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say yeah. that. But I was probably thinking it. I was like, <laughs> well, actually, before shelter in place, this was that same day, but like a couple of like hours beforehand. I would like on online, I was seeing pictures of people waiting at the mm-hmm. airport and they were like getting checked for COVID before they can get off flights. And it was so jam packed. Like this is before even just the anxiety of today. Now I feel like we all see people like a group of people and we all panic. Like, this was even before that anxiety. This was just seeing a huge long line of people all in masks. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And within a couple no, hours, I, I'm i like, oh, great. I don't have to. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> I was like, great. Now I can't even do it. So that works for me. <laughs> yeah. I had a ton of friends who were also, I have a, you know, I have a close friend too, who was also I think, planning on going to Japan or New York. They're going to New York, I believe. And they were just like, well, not doing that. Because at the time, New York was one of like, the highest, like, no-nos. Don't go to New York because <laughs> of just how populated it is. But yeah. yeah. Um, sorry for everyone who got really excited for yeah. Disney opening up because that's gone. And to the people that got to go for like a day, I mean, 
you had a little I mean that must have been a nice day minus the people but like yeah um that's yeah so I can't imagine what Florida's doing right now I'm sure they will be closing very very soon if not by the time this podcast airs as they should as they yeah. should because yeah, yeah. we were doing a little bit better things were a little bit better and then we're going yeah it is worse it's like or we're going we're moving backwards it was one small step forward we just took Uh, five giant steps back and i mean still really real guys i mean this is Um, a magic and you know fun place wear your masks wash your hands like the quicker we do this all together the faster we'll be able to you know do what we want to do too on this podcast (laughs) you know our live shows actually going and talking about this stuff like that would be fun. Please like us. We really want to do a live show. I know we're not even 10 episodes in and I've thought of outfits. I thought of like, I totally thought of things that like, oh, that would be fun. Well, you made a good suggestion. You suggested it's just like if we'd ever had, vis- had to, if we could have visuals for this podcast, it'd be like our texts when we're like about to, we're planning something. And I'm like, that's why we need a live show. That's why we need a live show. <laughs> Guys, like, um, maybe I'll put it on the Instagram and the Twitter. It's just really funny. Some of the things... It, I, I really want to put your... Uh, it's all going to be sailboat. <laughs> uh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I told... So, um, people listening, as we're, as we're planning, um, we have, you know, plans. We thought of the what the, the future is for this podcast and how we... You know, from the beginning, we were talking about this, like, maybe certain months we focus on certain things. And in an attempt to, you know, reach reach those uh, months, we've kind of had to, obviously, we're releasing a lot um, this summer to kind of get some of these under our belt so we can keep going. And I had told... Josie, I said, like, you know, once we get out of the summer, I said it meant, like, it'll be smooth sailing. And I just sent a picture of a sailboat, a gif of a sailboat. And she's, you said for a second, you're like, wait, it'll be, it'll be sailboat? And I'm like, no, it'll be smooth sailing. <laughs> I was like, it took me way longer to understand the pun at hand. But I was like, why did you send a sailboat? It's going to be smooth sailboat? And then I was like, sailing, sailing. I she mean, meant smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> gifts we use a lot of gifts gifts <laughs> we do in our in our uh anything we're yeah uh, i think my i think i think my best one was when we were talking reluctant dragon <laughs> and i was i didn't know what gift to send so i found i literally typed reluctant and i found a gif of just a guy saying like okay like a be like reluctantly agreeing and then i sent a picture of toothless from how to train your dragon and i'm like it's a reluctant dragon <laughs> And you were like, <laughs> like you were just, <laughs> I could just I was hear like, it. gosh, darn it, Sam. Uh, <laughs> like, like, yeah, that, that, that is exactly what you said. <laughs> um, and we'll keep you updated on everything else. And I'm Jocelyn Fontana. And I am Samantha Tomlinson. And thank you for listening to that good old Disney podcast. <laughs>